Good evening, uh, and welcome to another episode of, and when I say I mean, I am one of your hosts, Austin. And I am your other host, Adrian. So, uh, classically, you are, if you want to remain friends with people, you shouldn't talk about politics and religion. We're going to talk about both, uh, double jeopardy, so we're safe. Um, <laughs> so, uh, before Christmas... Apparently, it's it's cool to write articles about Christianity. So, I woke up probably the the twenty second, which is like two weeks ago, I guess at this point. Um, it was unlikely it was the twenty second because you woke up that morning and drove to Pennsylvania through the snow. Uh, anyway, it was some day, uh, <laughs> and I woke up and my phone was just blowing up with think pieces about Christianity um, because my phone knows what I want to read. Um, so the first was one by Timothy Keller about what it means to be an evangelical uh, in America and just theologically, which are weirdly different, um, to my mind anyway, and to Tim Keller. Um, and the other one is the one that we're, we're more going to be talking about, is, uh, which is titled White Christianity is in Big Trouble. And it's its own biggest threat by the fake news Washington Post. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we are both white Christians uh, and have been for some time. So, we're going we're gonna to talk about this and do we agree, do we not? Um, I don't think the Washington Post is fake news, full disclosure. Uh, so... That's where we stand going into things. Also, we were traditionally Mennonites, which have a a very non-civic involvement stance. So this is going to be going against our roots a little bit. So we're going to talk about Christianity and civic involvement. So really, I think the, the thrust of this question and another piece that I read on the New York Times, also uh, fake news for those inclined to that, um, which was a debate between a pro-Trump and anti-Trump Christians. Um, and really the, the question is what, what's worth it? Um, Mm -hmm. when do you compromise? Um, if you see electing Trump as a compromise anyway, do you elect someone who is immoral to further your own policy goals, or do you not do that to, uh, and then lose out on your policy goals? So, to me, I think my yeah my answer to that question is you do not uh, elect someone who is immoral to achieve your policy goals, because I think that really undermines your position you don't really have a a leg to stand on from a moral ground, which is kind of a lot of Christianity's message. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you compromise and elect someone who I think is pretty clearly immoral, um, I don't know if Adrian agrees or disagrees. Yeah, um, I think that... Yeah, I think that's the straightforward answer, I think. When you look at it, 
that way. Um, yeah, I, I think that you don't want to compromise your belief to to uphold a different belief. I think that kind of is where the argument kind of comes head to head, right? It's like, which, which belief or which, which thing am I backing more? Am I, am I choosing to back my political desires above my, you know, moral, moral desires, or am I choosing to back my moral desires before my political desires? And is, is that, is that like something that's really bad or something that we should be really looking into? Um, but yeah, I, I think personally, my thoughts on this have probably changed even within the past, like year or so. Um, and it, well, let me rephrase that. Not necessarily changed, but maybe I've just been forced to think about it. Um, and I think a lot of people that's happening a lot right now and why we see even this article is that all of a sudden it's like, whoa, there seems to be some kind of line or let me rephrase that the the line that was there or whatever is now just visible as opposed to invisible before whether it where before it was kind of like oh yeah like you can it doesn't look so bad to kind of back your political standings above your religious standings because maybe they mm. were closer um but now it seems um much more divisive um and so i think myself along with a lot of others at least i hope a lot of others have been thinking about it more and being like, okay, is this really what we want to be um, defending or standing up for or voting for? Or is there something that's more important? Is there something that's greater than our political, civic um, standing or whatever goals? Yeah, and I, I think that's that's kind of the, the point of Christianity, right? It's more important than whatever else is in your life. Um, but I mean, there are tricky questions, like like abortion. I think is the hardest uh, issue um, in terms of politics and making compromises, right? Because if you believe that abortion is murdering babies it's good to stop that uh and like a burning necessity to stop that and if mm-hmm. if electing Donald Trump is going to stop that is that worth electing Donald Trump and that that's that's a much harder question to ask than right is having guns worth electing Donald Trump because guns I I hope everyone can agree that guns are less important than than babies. Um I I hope so. I I hope there would anyways. Um so yeah. It is it like it is a hard question because there are things that are allowed uh that I think are are bad and evil like abortion um but is it is it the role of christians Mm -hmm. i guess this is a different question is it the role of christians to try to do that through the government or should we 
try to end that in other means. Um, right. Is it is it more effective for us to reach out and try to help people who are considering getting abortions, or is it more effective to make it illegal? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I I do th- I do think, and I and I feel like to me this is another thing that has been coming to my attention. You know just recently with the past election in I guess over a year now um, is that it's it, it the the thing that I keep thinking about and try to encourage people with is like if we're looking for other fellow Christians to look for is like if we're looking for our hope in the government it, it's always going to fail and so for for that it's it, to me it's like I think that we if we want to delve into that question of, of what is the role of Christians in government, um, I think that that is a path which you can try to do um, work and get and get things through and get things done. But I think that if if that's your hope, if that's your main goal, if I'm if I'm saying that I'm hoping that the government is going to hopefully push through Christian values and and do that, I think that that's that's dangerous i think it and could be that seems like a pretty pessimistic view of the government Uh, well but that's not it's not it's not a pessimistic view of the government it's saying like that's not the role of the government i don't think or or rather that like a much larger can of worms what's the role of the government is it yeah and i i don't think the role of the government is to be the morality police I think it's to represent the uh, right. <laughs> it like it's the point of a democracy is to represent the will of the majority. So if we are a democracy, that should be what the government does. Well, technically we're not a democracy, but that's why I said if. But right, most people think of America as a democracy. So uh, where did we? Where were we before that? So, I don't know. I feel like we should get back to the article. Yeah, okay. So he's basically saying that um, Christianity is a mess right now in the political arena, which I, I agree with. Um, yeah, eighty. he says in the article, 80% of white evangelical is voted for Roy Moore. Um, Who's Roy Moore? Roy Moore was a Senate candidate from the state of Alabama. He was a member of the Alabama Supreme Court twice. He was um, kicked off twice um, for uh, refusing to remove the Ten Commandments from a courtroom and then the second time for um, either annulling or refusing to acknowledge um, gay marriages. So he uh, is known for supporting traditional conservative Christian values, uh, but he is also uh, known to be a pedophile. Uh, unless you think, no, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to say that. He's known to be a pedophile. Um, so I think it's. 
yeah, I, I mean, my, my stance is that it's indefensible to support him. Um, I guess because because of how it's viewed by the people we're trying to reach, right? We're trying to, we're trying to, so I'm evangelical in the, we should tell people about Christianity sets. We, we should tell people, and if we are supporting, and supporting in huge majorities, mm-hmm. the people who, those who we're trying to reach find repulsive and in many ways are repulsive. How right. how are we going to We should find them repulsive. How are we going to be legitimate in any way in the eyes of those who we're trying to save? Right. So I th- I thought it was interesting how the the writer of the article seemed to point out that like either I I forget how he phrased it, but something along the lines of like people need to like basically just get back to like reading the Bible and understanding like what is is said in like in the scriptures and mm-hmm. like understand that it's I don't know at least at least from like that story right it seems more like these people are more concerned about oh this guy is conservative we're gonna vote for him. I'm an evangelical Christian. I vote for conservatives. Then thinking about like, okay, what does, what does Christ say about what is loving? What is, you know, all of these things. And then that, that driving how my life is lived as opposed to letting this label that I have given myself and and what I think I, you know, have always, you know, been grown up or taught doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I I thought, I thought that was like, yeah, I think something like incredibly telling is from that the debate that I read that evangelical Christians went from in less than a year the group least the group most likely to say that individual morality is important in a political candidate to the group least likely to say that individual morality is important in a political candidate. And I I think that's unavoidably and unquestionably due to commitment to mm-hmm. political parties over what's actually in the gospels in the bible like, yeah i don't i don't know how you make that change that quickly except for donald trump is now the the representative of the republican party 100 percent. and i I I do I agree that that is a a problem and a challenge for white Christianity and even I don't want to throw a lot of stones but how yeah like let's let's look at ourselves what are we really standing for basically what you said what's more important conservatism or Christianity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the answer is unequivocally Christianity. Right. I, I think that it's it's becoming I was talking to our dad about it, it you know, back in October. It it's becoming something that people have to think about now. Um 
right is I, th- I think it's the first time it's like okay wow am i standing up for like you just say standing up for conservatism or for christianity um and that uh, uh conservatism y- is is anyway that's different different opinion. what do you, what you don't like that term or no i just, <coughs> i, I th- people are i think not even tied to conservatism just the republican party right um, right because conservatism anyway, so, is different. Right. Um, and so, like, now f- people in the Republican Party are forced to think, wow, like, am I just going to keep voting Republican just because that's what I've always done and because I think that's why I should do that? Or it's like, wow, all of a sudden this doesn't match with what I agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I look at – so I went to Cedarville University, which is a conservative Christian college out in Ohio, middle of nowhere. Um and I think I've been really impressed, actually, by kind of how they handled it, because they, they definitely are very, very traditional, very conservative, um, but yet haven't re- are kind of hitting this spot of like, wow, we don't necessarily like a lot of the things that Trump is saying and doing. Um, and so I think they've done a really good job of kind of trying to walk that, where it's like trying to find this new, this new conservative or new... Um, political whatever it is where christians kind of want to find themselves is where it's like yes we have some of these traditional christian views but we also aren't going to blindly disregard the immorality or not um look at some of the traditional traditional liberal views that might be loving and christ-like um Mm -hmm. and how do we kind of Re, I, I think right now it's it's Christians are trying to figure out where they fit in politics, um, and I think that my hope actually is that this whole thing has kind of awakened awakened Christians to okay yeah for a long time we have been kind of or at least I should say like not all Christians are Republican conservative um, yeah, voters traditionally. Like um, but I hope it kind of shakes things up at large and, and makes people look more towards, am I, am I standing up and voting for things that are Christ-like or am I standing up or again, as opposed to, am I just voting along party lines, which I've always voted for? You might say they became woke even. You could say that. Yeah. You, you basically said it as, I, uh, thought that was fun but anyway um <laughs> yeah shoot i was gonna say something about the republican party but now i forget um it's, it's probably really important it was really important anyway oh yeah the like the travel ban mm-hmm. i i am not the most patriotic person in the world um so I, I'm not super beholden to an American first mentality or trying to preserve a, an American way of things because I think that statement's kind of nonsense. Um, mm-hmm. But I think banning refugees to maintain security for us is completely against the teachings of the Bible from the beginning to the end like even 
in the Old Testament with this, you know, savage Old Testament God, right? That's irony or sarcasm, I guess. Um, in the law that he outlines for his people, taking care of the poor, the refugee, the stranger, widows is crucial to the society that the right behavior for Israel is to care for people who are strangers in the land. And ever since then, like that is not something that changed in the New Testament. Like the whole the whole point of the Good Samaritan is that the stranger is your neighbor. And that's the people mm-hmm. who we should be cared for. So yeah, I think the banning refugees for to just because that's what the party is wants um i think is is completely unbiblical and opposed to what christ calls us to to do for people who are displaced um so i yeah i think a, an underrated part of the trump presidency is that he does so many things that are breaking norms of morality and society that he makes us question, okay, how did this happen? How did we get here? Are we okay that we're here? And if we are, why? And if we're not, what can we do about it? Mm-hmm. Across, like, across the board, not even just for Christianity. Right. So I, I guess my next question would be is how do we how do we get through this? Are we are we ready to move on to that question? I guess that's a completely different question. What do we do? Well, yeah, well how do we how do we respond to this? What what should be our response? Um I think our our response should be to be the most Christ-like we can. Mm-hmm. Um I am also somewhat pessimistic of the government, and that's a, like a mild understatement. Um, so I don't, I don't think we should focus on electing people who are going to get the policies that we want, because I don't think policy is important. It's not going to change the mindsets of people who are who we want to like force to be moral. Um, Forcing people to be moral usually doesn't work, if ever. Has it ever worked? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even, like, the heart is what's actually important in morality mm-hmm. anyway. Like, um, like, if I am burned at the stake but have not love, then everything is lost, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think the... I don't want to say we need to focus on ourselves, but we need to make sure that we're the most Christ-like we can be so we can go out and be a witness, so we can go and try to help people um, and see what's right and what's wrong with what we're supporting. And if we're supporting things that are wrong, change that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't even think that's... It's not even really focusing on yourself. It's more like focusing on Christ, right? And yeah. then seeing it, it are my actions my the things i'm doing 
or do they do they work with, <laughs> do they go alongside of what what Christ is teaching what Christ is doing um if, and if if that's not like if that's not my goal right i think of course then you kind of have to reevaluate um but yeah i think i think that's the biggest thing right how do we how do we become more like Christ and i think the biggest thing is familiar familiarizing mm-hmm. ourselves with um what he did what he stood for what he's you know still standing for what what are these things um and then how does that how do we balance that with government um again i don't i don't necessarily think it's a pessimistic view of the government i just think it's um it's it's just not me looking towards the government to to do the things that are again that are going to be most christ-like um I, I think if I if if you look for that, then it's it's not going to work. And I also think it's not. Christ didn't, you know, give the works. He he, you know, gave his commandments not to, the government. Right? He gave it to the people. He gave it to the church, um, and said, "This is what you're supposed to do." Um, and so I think, a lot of times, it myself included, could feel like, "Oh yeah, I can." care for the poor, care for the widows and orphans that the government can handle that. Right. I don't need to do that. Um, but that's not what Christ said. Right. He said, mm-hmm. he called us to do that. Not, n- not, Hey, Caesar, you do this. Oh, my people, people are going to do this. Uh, right. My people are going to do something else. Um, so yeah. I, and I guess then uh, any other thoughts on that before I ask another yeah, question? Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with my, pessimistic view of the government but i guess um going back to what i said earlier about the role of the government if the role of the government is to reflect the the beliefs and character of the majority let's not focus on uh, this top down trying to mm-hmm. enforce morality let's yeah. have a, a grassroots movement uh you know if the majority of people are christians and committed to biblical mm-hmm. truth and loving others and loving Christ, then the government should reflect that. Um, because that's, that, I mean, that's the majority of people, but even if the government doesn't reflect that, the government doesn't control our lives. Right. Um, I mean, it affects our lives, but you can do so much more outside of the government, like just help people, love people, mm-hmm. give, um, give of your time energy be be vocal in what you believe and why you believe it and live a life that reflects Christ's love and I, this is why i think what i i see is the hypocrisy of standing by trump hurts the church because if we're not if we're not messengers if we're not ambassadors of Christ's love who is if it's if it's not the church it's no one mm-hmm. right and i oh shoot you said something that i thought was really good oh again that's it's like again look at Christ's example right christ didn't come into the world and spend all his time arguing politics and trying to pass things he was out there with people right mm-hmm. he spent all of his time um just talking to people 
being in people's lives and that actually caused change right um i think that we we disregard i don't i don't know we we are so much in our own bubbles that we don't really want to kind of interact with people and share christ's love in that way um which i argue is like (laughs) the most effective way of of expressing and being evangelical in that sense right Mm -hmm. It's, it's not even it's not even telling people about christ really it's it's living out that love and loving people in the way that christ would that's the part that grabs people because it's a it's amazing and and that's the thing that is most impactful about christianity i think is Mm -hmm. loving people in the way that christ did um okay so ignore the government and uh just try to do your own thing. Is that what we're, is that what we're going with? Um, what do you mean? It sounds bad. It's it's not it's not ignore the government, right? I, I guess it is. I mean, what I would no more than that. It's not ignore the government. It's it's make sure it's don't trust that, the government. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I'm saying. It's it's make sure that your decisions aren't being driven by your political mm-hmm. views. Your decisions are being ma- driven by what is Christ-like. If that is, if, if that is what's driving you, you're going to make whatever you decide to do on the political side of things is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what that looks like because it may look different for different people. Um, but I think that's the most important thing is, is are your actions and your decisions being driven by trying to be more like Christ, what 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 would Jesus do? Right, the classic mm-hmm. cliche. Um, but in in another way, it's so perfect and timeless, right? Because it's like, okay, in every situation, how would Jesus respond? Right. Um, and I think that that's the focus. It's not necessarily like, okay, forget the government, ignore the government, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's what is driving your decisions. What is yeah, what is what is making the decisions in your life or driving those decisions? So I remembered what I was going to say um, way back when, when I, I pretended that I remembered, but I didn't actually, but now I do. Um, Excellent. What I was going to say was, it's it's not, you said we're trying to figure out how Christianity fits into politics. I think that's, that's backwards. Christianity mm-hmm. should be what's stable and is the, the pillar of, on which we stand it's it's the the unchanging principles is the unchanging god that motivates us and informs us on how we act and how we treat one another and how yeah how we should interact with other people so it's not how christianity fits into politics it should be how how can we how can we use politics as as just a tool to mm-hmm. to help people and to show the love of Christ to people, um, and if we can't, that's fine because we are people. Um, right. We can still we can still affect change. Right. Because we we meet people. We uh, like every person sees hundreds of people every day, probably. Um, I'm kind of a, a hermit, so I I see less than that. But there there's so many people around us, and so many people who are in need, even not even like financially. Like refugees is a as a big 
you know, uh, example of people who are in need. But everyone's in need. Everyone mm-hmm. needs love, and everyone needs the the care and hope that is only found in Christ. And people are everywhere. There's right. billions of people. Uh, let's find them. Let's let's share that love and hope with them. That, that peace. Um, mm-hmm. Peace would be pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, I was gonna reference the brothers Karam is off, but I, I shouldn't. If I wait long enough, will you end up doing it anyway? Uh, uh, Should he, I keep talking so you don't? So he, uh, yeah, Ivan Fedorovich, who is a atheist, he, um. He argues, maybe ironically, that people shouldn't try to figure out how this, the church fits into the state because then it's just going to become subservient to the state. And I think that that's been a, uh, that is the problem. Uh, I mean, people are always the problem with anything, but that that's a big problem. The church isn't subservient to any state that it's in. It's beyond and above everything that it's in or everything that people try to fit in. Yeah, it should be. Um, And I think the complacency is more of the, the, the issue. It's, this is what we've done for a long time. Mm -hmm. Maybe we've forgotten why we do it, but that's just who we are. This is what we do. And I, I think if, Trump gets us away from complacency. I feel bad about saying great, but great. Um, let's get away from that complacency. The he he eventually says that the the church should determine everything. Um, the 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 church is more utopian at the time that the Brothers Karamazov was written than it is now. Um, but I, I agree with his his primary point that the church cannot be subservient to politics. Politics have to be, at best, an outreach of our faith and an extension of our faith. It can't be what drives us because it's right. it's going to politics makes strange bedfellows, right? That's that's what people have always known and now it's uh, apparent. So let's let's reevaluate what we're really aligned with. Mhm. Yeah, I think that yeah, I think that's good. It's it was interesting I was talking to some people. This is going to be more personal Austin. I hope that's okay. That's fine. Um but I was talking to some people this past week and they're just kind of talking about looking at 2017 and looking back on it. Um, and it's interesting to kind of see myself going kind of along this journey of, I would say kind of changing my thought of being like, okay, like in a lot of ways, (laughs) like, wow. Okay. I've been thinking, I've been raised and grown up this way. Um, now it's kind of like okay things are different what again and i i don't know about you i think 
a lot of that has helped that I now live in New England as opposed to living in Lancaster County or going yeah. to school in in a rural Ohio liberal environment. Right, but I think it's it's challenging in a way that it's like okay, this basically everything that we've been talking about, right? Is like am I just thinking politically because of what I've always done or am I actually thinking about it morally, thinking about it from something that should be even more important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, basically just thinking about, wow, like this past year I've really been challenged to think, <laughs> are my Christian beliefs stronger than my um, like social political beliefs? Um, which sounds kind of crazy now to think about it because we like, wow, of course, that should be more important. Um but honestly, if I look back, you know, like a year or a year and a half, it's like, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that, I think that that is a good change. Um, I, I would hope so. I, I um, would I would say emphatically that it is. Good, thank you. That's reassuring. Um, and, I, and I hope, too, that um, it's something that's not only happening for me but i know lots of people who are who were mm-hmm. raised in very similar situations to me um are also thinking about that right thinking about those same things um whether or not they live in new england or not um but just looking at the political landscape and thinking wow does this really match up with mm-hmm. my christian beliefs yeah this this feels like a like an extension of our our fireside chat uh, was that a year and a half ago Mm-hmm. Well, we're basically talking about the same things. What's we were on a camping trip. Uh, it was a good time. None of y'all were there, but um, yeah, is is our duty? Is it our duty to elect people who are Christians or people who will ex- uh, espouse defending Christianity? And I don't know the what the the Bible is, is pretty, I think, passive on matters of politics, um, which is confusing for mm-hmm. a lot of people and makes it hard to to s- inform decisions, especially because politics is so different now than it was during during Christ's time. Right. Uh, we don't have kings, so it's it's harder to defer to divine right, divine right uh, when you elect people. Mm-hmm. Um. So, is it our duty to elect Christians? I don't think so. Um, maybe because you know I'm a heathen or something, but I I think if. It's good to elect Christians, but our duty is to Christ. It's not mm-hmm. to the political system of the United States or any other political system. Our duty is to be like Christ. And if that means electing Christians, elect Christians. If it means standing up against what you've always done, do that. Um because, ugh, wow, uh, I don't want to say things that are really depressing because 
what I think is is depressing is different than I was gonna say. We're, I mean, we'll all die, and then <laughs> <laughs> what matters when we're dead? Is it that we have conservative Supreme Court justices? I don't know. I don't. I think there are other things that are much more important when we're dead. Uh, like, do you know Christ? Um, mm-hmm. that's a pretty big one. Yeah, I I hope people don't find that depressing, but well, it's a, it's depressing in, in the same way Ecclesiastes is depressing, right? It's like that's my favorite book, <laughs> right? Which which because your statement sounds very ecclesiastical, but the point of that, right, is like if if it, it I guess the, yeah, the point of your statement and why it might sound depressing, but maybe isn't, is that it's like yeah, there there are things that do matter eternally mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just in this life on this, you know, on this planet does what actually matters. And I think that, I think that's a huge point. Um, not, uh, so it's, it's not only is it, I don't think it's depressing. Maybe it kind of sounds depressing, but I also think it's extremely important. Um, and actually one of the things even, back in college that was kind of one of the most driving things for me is like having an eternal perspective not thinking about just what i see in this world around me but rather thinking about okay what what matters in an eternal scale Mm -hmm. and if you yeah like america is how old uh 300 years Mm, Um, almost that is not oh, very, that's not very long uh if you look at the world um mm-hmm. and if you believe in people's immortality 300 years is literally nothing compared to immortality mm-hmm. so what's going to be around uh forever it's it's me and you and everybody else so let's let's focus on how we can make a difference for them and less of can we maintain social issues in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's my view of things. Bonus recommendation from right now. C.S. Lewis's The Weight of Glory. Mm. Fantastic along these same lines. Very good. So, uh, do we have other things to say? Yeah, one more thing to say. I think, again, living in New Hampshire now, um, I rub shoulders with a lot of um, Christians who are on the liberal side of political standings. And then, and I think f- to them, looking at this society, I think, or looking at this political situation, um, it's kind of similar. Um, there, There was a lot of, like, um, fear and anxiety, I think, at, after Trump got elected, um, and I think again, it, it's kind of the same same idea, right? It's 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 again, it's like, do we f- don't <laughs> as Christians, we don't want to be contained by our political, by what's happening in in the politics, um, to to stop us from doing what is Christ-like, um, and so whether or not wherever you fall on the side of the the aisle. Um, 
don't let that um, determine what how you feel like you can affect society um, in a way that is is pushing forward Christ. Um, and so, again, it, it, it's kind of the same kind of the same idea, right? It, it's again, it's not it's not being overwhelmed by this idea mm-hmm. of government down, but rather saying no, Christ is first, um, and that's more important than whatever is going on in politics. Um, so even I don't that was just another thought I had while we were talking is like. I know a lot of people who are Christians and would fall on more of the liberal side of the political scheme. And I think, again, it, it, it looks a little different, but it's still the same idea um, of what, what is actually important. Um, mm-hmm. and, and again, kind of what actually is going to be the most impactful um, on the scale of eternity. Yeah. Um, I think the, I, I'm pretty confident the most repeated command in the Bible is fear not. And, mm-hmm to everyone fear not like god is god's got this uh he's got you um so trust in your in the rock and go out boldly and fearlessly from there there's a uh quote from daredevil that i'm gonna bring in here uh nice wilson fisk says about daredevil who's catholic (laughs) As if that's, you know, that adds credence to the show. He says, you think one man can change the world Cause, about Daredevil. Because that's, that's what he says makes Daredevil dangerous. He tries to change the world through influence and power. But Daredevil thinks that just he standing against oppression and violence can change things by being violent so i don't really i like i don't super recommend the daredevil route but one person can change the world uh we're still talking about christ 2000 years after his death um i watched something about pyramid schemes and it it only takes like 30 levels or something of the pyramid scheme to have everyone in the world in a pyramid scheme wow even if it's just a, a power of two pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. So one person has two people under them. Right, right, right. That's, I can talk to two people. I talk to two people mm-hmm. every day, at least. And I don't talk to a lot of people every day. So one person can change the world. And don't mm-hmm. don't think that you can't. Don't think that you're powerless because the government is or isn't what you want it to be. You have mm-hmm. the the almighty on your side so don't be afraid yeah any other uh i think it's good all right and and surprisingly i think this is either i'm just excited about this conversation or this just seems like the most positive maybe people other people listening doesn't think this is positive but i felt like this was pretty positive um, we got a lot of mm, anti-establishment is in there. I like that. Uh, but it again, <laughs> it's it's not about that. It's right. right. It's about making sure that Christ is first, not mm-hmm. the establishment. So I guess that's anti-establishment. That but that's that term seems wrong to me. We're ambassadors for love. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We're ambassadors folks um i can't believe i just used the word folks that's all right we're older 
it's not a war. It's we're here trying to trying to stop a war. We're we're like diplomats trying to persuade people and show people that Christ is the way and that if they keep going on the path that they're on, it's probably going to be bad. Um, so, yeah, remember you're an ambassador. You're not, you're not embattered. Mm-hmm. You're not um, at war with the world. I mean, you kind of are, but we're trying to, it's, it's not a war where we want to defeat the other side we want to 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 embrace the other side well it's it's not a war against our neighbor yeah I, I th- is what you're saying i think it, it mm-hmm. there is i mean there is a, a good and evil but there's but the people that we walk alongside with every single day are not the people that we are fighting against mm-hmm. those are the people that we are the ambassador to um which you're referring to so yeah Fear not. Be bold. Change the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and encourage each other as well. Um, I think that's also really important. And build really each important. other up. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Deep cut. Um, but, like, I think one of the things that is can be detrimental is, like, when you kind of just can just are in your own box, right? Um, mm-hmm if you're feeling if you're if you're feeling fear fear or if you have an idea about something that like tell somebody like say hey this is what i'm feeling like just yeah anyways the body of believers i think is just so vastly important mm-hmm. um and especially in a time well in all times but like a time like this um where there is fear there is doubt there there division. is confusion division um i think it's very important um but yeah anyways we should wrap this up before we just talk forever because i think we could talk for a long time um but i will say any i think i don't know most people who would listen to this know how to contact us in some way so if you do have further questions or comments or concerns um i don't i can't speak for austin but go ahead and contact us i'd sure i I prefer emails (laughs) we'd love to talk more if you want to um, but anyways, let's wrap this up. Austin, do you have a uh, recommendation for this week? Um, yeah, so I've read a lot of books between this time and our last. Um, so I'll try to not recommend them all. Uh, one that that I picked up from the local bookstore uh, that is really depressing, but it's really good. Uh, it's a book called Stoner. It's just about a guy's life. Um, it's good. Uh, have fun. Don't. Uh, the, it's not like a fun book. But it doesn't sound anyway. like a fun book. Um, but my my real suggestion is Silence, by a man whose name I would butcher. Um, let me look it up. But it is a a book written in the sixties by. A uh, Japanese man named Shusaku Endo. Endo. So yeah, I apologize to everyone from Japan for that pronunciation. But Silence <laughs> is a book about uh, a Christian, uh, a Jesuit. I think.
think he's Jesuit. He's a Catholic monk and missionary who goes and tries to find his his mentor and former teacher who is is reported to have apostatized. So gone back on his faith. So mm-hmm. it has been called like the greatest questions posed by Christians to Christians uh, since the Grand Inquisitor in Brothers Karamazov. My my real secret suggestion. Um, so yeah, science. It's it's also brutal and probably pretty depressing. But I don't I don't find it depressing because I guess I'm strange in that way. Uh, but yeah, that's my my recommendation. It's uh, it follows the theme of what does it mean to be Christian in challenging times? Nice. Um, well, I, in classic fashion, have not read any books since the last time we have talked. Um, so my recommendation is going to be very much an Adrian recommendation as much as Austin's was an Austin recommendation. My recommendation is to make up games. Um, over Christmas, Austin is moaning because all of our lives he has been the person who's had to play mm-hmm. my made-up games. Um, but anyways, over Christmas, um, I had the joy of making up two games, two new games that um, probably weren't my best, but weren't my worst either. That's um, true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I... Um, find uh, the the important thing is to have somebody who will play your made up games with you so austin gets a huge shout out for that one thank you um so so that is a key factor as much as as much as you can make up games as much as you want you have to have someone who's willing to play them with you but anyways it's it's a lot of fun and it's just a lot better than sitting around on your cell phones and not talking to your cousins um so that's my recommendation for this week. Thank you. Um, oh, I wanted to recommend some music too, but we're kind of out of time. We uh, are out of time. Uh, yeah, uh, I should I should just talk about this later. Anyway, thanks for joining us. If you did, if you didn't, you won't hear you this anymore. You have no way of knowing. So, um, oh, fun fact. If you didn't hear it in the last episode, I did at the end say, "and when I mean," or "and when I say I mean." <laughs> so if you missed it and you want to like actually hear it, go back. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is that we are thinking too much about what we're saying. Yeah, it's not. Well, this um, isn't just like the the unfiltered stream of of words that are right. required for. And when I say right. I mean, right. So so you'll have to actually like talk to us in person sometime mm-hmm. um, to fully to fully understand the greatness of it because even in the, when I said it in the last episode it was very much of just like a like less like low thought time yeah, um, yeah. you've, so got, you've go, got to be sufficiently zoomed out or zoned out to get uh, <laughs> when I say I mean uh, which is probably good I guess uh, I don't know I'm okay does that mean sufficiently zoned out for this well, that's what I thought when I first said that, but then I thought, well, if I'm talking to somebody and I say that, does that mean I'm not paying attention to what it they're does. saying? Or okay, well, for, it, for me, the cat's it's more, out of the bag now. I'm not paying attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> that's that's probably. I'm fair. off doing that's something fair. else, just mentally, 
but words are still coming out of my mouth. That's and, uh, that's fair. So it's, All right, it's well. attention to myself. <laughs> Anyways, we will see you guys next week. Yep. Bye.